Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel. Um, it's Daryl this evening hosting the match preview for UEFA Champions League match day six. And that's our final group game of this season's campaign at home to AC Milan. Um, lads, how are we all doing? Oh, no. Good. Good, Aye. good. Um, I am just back from Tottenham, literally, um, after yesterday's fiasco of trying to get there and trying to get back on Sunday night, which didn't really happen. So, massive thank you to our good friend, Shell, for pulling a massive favour for me and letting me stay over. Um, saved me a hell of a lot of um, drama and all that and back up this morning. So, here I am, along with the rest of the lads here. So, before we get right into business, here is a word from our sponsor. The, the Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. That's right. Get yourselves over to Magpin if you want all your top enamel pin badges and merchandise um, for everything you want in UFC. So, lads, we're going to focus on match day six, as we just said. Um, following on from the nil-nil reverse fixture in Milan in the opening game of the campaign this season. Um, Newcastle going to the back of this game on two consecutive defeats, unfortunately. Um, two relatively heavy defeats as well, with a 4-1 against Spurs on Sunday and last week's 3-0 defeat at Everton. Um, I think we can all agree that player fatigue has been a major issue for us in the last few games now. Um, it feels like some of the lads are just running on fumes. Um, but we do have some positive news that we have got some lads coming back from injury. We had Callum Wilson and Sean Longstaff coming back yesterday. And hopefully, because we're doing this before Eddie Howe's press conference before the game, we'll have some good news regarding some of the other lads coming back, hopefully in time for this game in midweek. 
Decker, how do you think we're going to get on? Um, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried, like to be honest. Um, and I'm normally quite optimistic, to be honest. Uh, I just think Sunday's performance was. I don't like to use the word worrying because worrying sounds like it's deeper than it is. But I just mm. feel that the lads look mentally and physically wrecked at the minute. Um, <clears throat> I wish the I wish the game was maybe another week away. I just think it's just another such a short turnaround. Um, I mean, obviously, we've proven that we can do it, right? Because like, look at the that three game stretch with Chelsea, PSG away, and Man United, right? It was the same eleven players getting rolled out playing full ninety minutes, could do the job. Just thought Sunday they just look so tired, like they just look absolutely shattered from minute one. Um, you just hope that with it being at home and the type of game it is, they can just find something more, something extra. Um, it's it's going to be tough though; it's going to be difficult. Um, but we have, we have to win, right? We have to win, so yeah. we have to. So and the players will know that as well, you know. And, um, I, I would say I'm worried, but. I mean, I'm sitting opposite the ground now, and I cannot wait to get in. Like, I cannot wait for Wednesday to come. I was just looking there now. I was just like, I'm really excited for it. And I'm sure the players will be as well. So, as much as it's yeah. going to be tough, it'll, they'll be up for it. Absolutely, I think you know we're, we've said it a lot before in, in in this competition, especially that we as fans have a huge part to play tomorrow. Uh, well, on Wednesday night, it'll be tomorrow as everybody sees this video for the first time, um, and it is going to be on us to really get those players and push them over the line. Um, like you say, a win is absolutely necessary. We might get away with it with a draw, but that'll only see us qualify for the um, Europa League um, as we drop down into that competition as long as we finish third. But I think we can all agree that just let's just get the win and give ourselves that chance. We're still relying on Dortmund doing a favour against PSG. Um, but again, that's not necessarily as easy said as, as done, um, Dan, because um, we've had a few interesting results this weekend. Yeah, we have had some interesting results. Uh, obviously, to start with Milan, they were beaten 3-2 by Atlanta. I know that um, Andy's going to go into Milan's form over more games than just the weekend. They were down to 10 men, but the 10 men came very late, so that's not an excuse for them. It wasn't like... Um, I was about to discuss Dortmund. It didn't happen in the 10th or 15th minute. Uh, it was really late on uh, Adamola Luckman, who... Wow. Play for Everton, he got a brace. And Lewis Muriel off the bench. There was an amazing stat a few years ago. I think it was like it was around COVID time where Lewis Muriel was uh, technically putting big quotation marks there. The best finisher in Europe, better than Lewandowski, better than Messi because of these goals. I think Chris Wood. And basically it's because he came off, he came mm. off the bench Every game, played 20 minutes, used to have two shots and score two goals. And he wow. came off the bench, had a shot, and scored a goal. Um, so it's quite funny to see him two or three years later and he's still doing it. But yeah, Milan are in tatters at the minute. We can go into their team later on, but there is cause for hope, Decker. There is massive cause for hope with shambles that is their team as well. Um, in terms of PSG, they won 2-1. But they were at home, which is no shock, really. That kid Barcola, who missed all those sitters against us, even he managed to score. So uh, there's a lot about the standard of opposition. I've seen Ricarlison even score two exactly. times. Nice. Weekend, so. <laughs> Anything's possible, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then for Dortmund, Dortmund got positive there, and then he, <laughs> Decker brings it back down yeah. straight away. Yeah. And I drag him back mm. down. Uh, Dortmund got beat 3 2. They were down to 10 men for about 10, 15 minutes, and they were playing Leipzig. Uh, mm. So that is obviously a really tough game against Champions League level opposition with 10 men. Matt Hummel sent off. He's one of their leaders. So it was always stacked against them. But yeah, if you were wanting, um, obviously we're wanting PSG to lose and we're wanting Newcastle to win, one Dortmund to win, other than Milan result, it couldn't have gone any worse this weekend in terms of indicators. But that being said, Milan is the major one. All we can do is beat them. That's all we can do and, and keep it in our hands. And like I say, there is cause for optimism with 13. But I'm am, sure am, I, a bit. am I right to think if it's a draw in the PSG game and we win, we're okay? Yes. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Have to win if we win. Yes. Uh, but we do have to win. A draw for us would guarantee um, Europa League. If we lose, we're out of Europe entirely. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but I am. So, um, You've mentioned obviously Europa League. What's your honest? I haven't actually spoken to you at all about this. What would you rather just go out, or would you be thrilled to be in Europa League? <laughs> I don't know what I'd prefer for me. Like I, I'm the same. Like because, do you know if I went out entirely, I'd just say, you know what, lads, you've done a tremendous job. You did us proud. Like you've absolutely not shamed us, especially when you look at how Man United are doing in their group. Mm-hmm. Have a rest, and we'll move on. If we got through to the Europa League, then I'd say, well, you have deserved to continue to play in Europe. We'll take the money. We'll take some more games of football against some really good European teams. Um, and be happy and hope that we rotate more in that competition. Maybe <laughs> give the other lads a chance. Obviously, I, I want us to go through, but yeah, I, for me, it's not a case of oh, what do I want. I think I've just already accepted all three inevitabilities. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. I think I've already come to terms with it and made my peace with it, and I'm happy however it turns out. Because I think we've am done. I right in, am stage. I right in saying that if we went into the Europa League, it starts in February? So we would actually get a bit of a rest going into that rather than immediately jumping into it. As that's, well, that's obviously when the knockouts for the Champions League would kick off, wouldn't they? Because so, yeah, I know it, it's obviously but... a bit of a dilemma, isn't it? Because it's like, yes, do you want to keep... Play- the thought of dropping into the Europa League seems mental if you rewind just two years. You think that's that would have been an improvement all that time. Yeah. I, I want to keep playing and you want to play as many games as possible. And, and you look at our team and you think... West Ham have just won the Conference League. You see English teams always do pretty well in the Europa League. If we had a fully fit squad, we'd smash so many of those teams, yeah. um, especially over two legs. So yeah. it's an op- you've got to see it as an opportunity, and that's how Eddie Howe would see it, wouldn't he? Yeah, I agree. That's a really fair point, actually, just to drag us all in the down to earth in a positive way, in a sense yeah. that, yeah, actually, if you'd asked me this, even last year, at the start of last season, most people would say, I'd snap your hand off for a Europa League spot after battling relegation for 10 years, 14 years, whatever it's been. And we will have a rest. We're going to have a rest. So, yeah, I actually think it's a really good point, Andy. And because of that, I am now going to be utterly devastated if we lose that. <laughs> I, I think I think for me, go, like, it's is because I think this, this mentality I've got at the minute of seeing the players so tired. I don't know why, right? I, I can't seem to shift that mentality in my head. I'm mm. thinking they're just nagging all the time and we need a rest. Yeah. So then part of us is thinking let's not be in the Europa League, right? Because they'll get more of a rest. But then I agree that we're going to join a little bit later. Like they will have had a rest by then. We will have players back by then. And in fairness, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but 
we could really go far, like in the Europa League, because oh, yeah. we will hammer some teams. Like we'll really put them to the to the sword when they come here, especially over two legs. So I think we could do really well. So maybe, I've, you know, maybe you should look at that optimistic, optimistic yeah. side, and you know, yeah. I mean, well done, Andy. <laughs> well, the optimistic side <laughs> is we get through the Champions League. To be fair, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the matter anyway. But Milan and PSG draw away. I mean, I think I think I've had it out with Ian and a couple of others in in the group chat about this. And my my theory has always been knockouts are bust. Um, and that's not me dissing the Europa League as such, but I feel like. If we can get through to the knockout stages, that's the prestige of being in that part of the competition is just going to be through the roof. And if we don't and we crash out, I don't want to say crash out, if we go out now, then we can rest the players up and get the lads back from injury and then we can make an assault on the league and get ourselves qualified for the Champions League again next season. Because there's no doubt that we could do that, especially if, if the coefficient helps, that we can get in with fifth place. Well, that, that's the thing. I think we still need to be doing a job for that coefficient. Teams actually mm. still need to perform this year. Um, so I think the other teams and the other competitions are doing enough to sort of get themselves to the groups. Uh, obviously, Liverpool have smashed their group a bit. Yeah, for us, yeah. obviously, Man United is is letting the side down massively. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, in terms of the coefficient, we probably want to go into the Europa League. And even if we just get through the round of 16, that'll help. And then that opens up the spot for fifth place. Because at the minute, fourth fourth place is just mental this year with how well Villa are doing. I do think Villa will drop off. I, I think my mm. pre-season predictions were Villa would be top four come the new year and then drop off when it gets to the knockouts of the Europa League. Emery teams tend to do that when they because he's won however many Europa Leagues. His team's league form tend to drop a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he sort of banks it all on winning that competition to get into it the next to get into the one above it the next year. Like Sevilla have done that quite a few times in the, with the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, trying to trying to wrestle you into a top four with Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool, Aston Villa, and Tottenham, you we really want an extra spot available to make it a little bit more safe, even if that means we do have to play more games. Yeah, and theoretically we could do that by at least getting out of the group into the knockouts because that would boost the the chances through the coefficient as well, wouldn't it? And if yeah. we can do that, it would give us a better chance. And then if we were to go out in the knockout stages, then that's absolutely fine for me. Um, yeah. So we'll get on to our opponents before we, we focus on Newcastle uh, for this game this week. And Andy, you've been looking into in AC Milan's recent form. Well, looking into you, giving us a bit too much credit there. I was on Google before we came on looking at the results. <laughs> but Don't uh, worry, we yeah, all have our I, I think no, no. I, obviously, Daniel said it. They're a bit of a, a bit of a strange one. Um, just I did find a couple of articles and one thing from Sempre Milan, which I'm, I think is a, a proper news source. They're they're headlining this as a battle of the wounded beasts. Uh, going into it because they've got lots and lots of injuries. They've then listed all of our injuries. They've said Tonali is away through suspension and gone into no further detail than that. Um, (laughs) But uh, uh, if you combine the two of us, there's 19 players missing across the two squads when you factor in injuries, suspensions, people not being registered. Um, They said in their article that they're actually only have one fit centre-half at the moment, which is Tamori. Yep. Um, so yeah, I know Daniel will know more about the squad than me in terms of who comes in for that. But they've had very mixed results as well. We know they lost to Atalanta. Uh, they beat a team which I'd never even heard of, Frosinone. Frosinone. Yeah, it's just uh, just outside of Rome. Um, beat them. Uh, beat them. Lost to Dortmund. Beat Fio- uh, 
beat Fiorentina, drew to Lecce. So they're a bit of a mixed bag, but we know at least a bit like that sometimes. Um, so I thought the best thing to focus on is probably their away, away Champions League games. They've been very similar to us in the Champions League, obviously identical in terms of the table. Um, went to Dortmund away, nil-nil, didn't have any of the ball, but nothing really happened in the game. It was kind of just mixed bag on both sides. And then PSG um, lost 3-0, again, didn't have the ball, but then obviously PSG just turned it on and scored. So kind of similar to how we've been, obviously not wanting much of the ball away from home and then at home trying to win those games. So jumping ahead slightly, I can see this game being quite similar in Milan, just sort of letting us have the ball. Um, But again, going on to the fatigue thing, are we going to be able just to pass the ball around for 90 minutes and do all the running we normally do? Um, I did get excited when I saw their last game and saw Raphael Raphael Liao was injured, but then another quick Google said he's back past fit for the Newcastle yeah. game. So that bubble was burst pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> but it's it's their left hand side that absolutely destroyed us in the in the reverse fixture uh, with Theo Hernandez and Liao Liao who skinned the entire team, then suddenly decided to do a flare finish from FIFA <laughs> instead of just putting it in the back of the net. So um, I agree uh, with Decker a little bit that I am a bit worried, but at home we are a different beast entirely. Yeah. Um, it's it's like when we go away, it's the, it's the space thing it's like they've just had all the talent taken off them and then we come back home and we're absolutely mint again so um we shall see but milan are definitely not the the giants they once were um but still dangerous nonetheless very good um so before we get on to ourselves here at newcastle i'm going to do my usual bit and i've been uh on to me mate paul thanks again paul for all your help in this um and i've got some information on our referee team for the game is it Wednesday. Mr. Hernandez Hernandez? It's not. In fact, I think for the first time in the competition this season, the, the entire referee team, and that's from the referee in the middle all the way through to VAR and assistant VAR, they're all Dutch. It's an entirely Dutch team of officials. Um, and we'll start in the middle. Oh, Deck has gone and done his old undertaker routine there. Undertaker's back. It's just this office. Um, so... Right in the middle of the pitch, we'll have de- uh, referee will be uh, Danny McAley, and people may know his name. Um, a couple of stats on him um, previous games in the last few years. He refereed England v Germany and England v Denmark at Euro 2020, which obviously was held in 2021. Um, and he also refereed the, Euro- the Europa League final in 2020 as well. Um, a little bit on him as well he has a little bit of history with psg um now what i would advise people to do is maybe to just pop into a, a search bar just tap type in his name with psg and have a look see and see what comes again? up what's his name danny Dan, danny mackley so I'll, I'll give you a brief a brief little overview um he refereed a game between real madrid and psg in the last 16 and i don't know if it was last season or the season before Maybe the season before. Season before. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So he didn't give a foul to PSG in the build-up to one of those goals. And then Leonardo and um, the chairman, Al-Khalifi, tried to get into his dressing room after the game. (laughs) Remember this. Um, So there's a little bit of history there. Um, So that that, I don't know if that will have any sort of play on what's going to happen, but it's just a little little nugget of uh, information there that may come into play. Um, and I've got some more stats on, on Danny himself, um, which I'm going to come back to once I've gone through the rest of the, the, the team there. So assistant um, assistance to Danny on Wednesday night, you've got 
Hessel Stegstra, um, Jan de Vries. Um, fourth official is uh, Allard Lindhout. And then on VAR, now people may remember from the PSG at home game that this person was actually the assistant VAR in that game, and that is Rob Dieppenik. Uh, sorry, Dieperink. Um, he was our assistant VAR in the PSG home game, and assistant to him on Wednesday night will be Claire Ruperti. So that's the entire Dutch team of officials. Um, as long as it's and not also, VAR from the PSG away game. No, well, it no. sounds a little bit better than the bench we've been able to name in recently. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to come back to Danny and get in some proper stats on him right now. And um, in this season's Champions League, he's already done three games, three group stage games, shown eight yellow cards, no red cards, and he hasn't awarded any penalties. Last season, he refereed five games in the competition, including, I think, two knockout games. In those five games, he issued 24 yellow cards, one red as a result of two yellows, and he also awarded one penalty. Now, I know in recent match previews, we've had a few comments saying that we're quite negative or we're not being positive enough in all this. So here's some positivity for you. So in those eight UEFA Champions League games that he's refereed in the last two seasons, no away wins. The away team has not won in any of the games that he's officiated. That's five home wins and three draws. And I also have to mention that in last season's competition... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the group stage, he refereed a group stage game between Chelsea and AC Milan. And Chelsea ran out 3-0 winners. So there are signs of optimism in there. If you want to clutch on any straws, I think they're there, aren't they really? It's quite a it's, short straw, that, Daryl. It is a short straw, <laughs> but... Hey, I've you know, never seen we'll referee analysis like this. Is amazing stuff. What, right? <laughs> what, right? This, this, you know, if if you really want to think about omens and stuff like that, he hasn't refereed in a way win in the last two seasons in the Champions League. I well, let's hope Dot Newcastle important. doesn't turn up well, tomorrow because this is what we're yes. like. And I tell you what, I found out okay. earlier that he also refereed AC Milan one, Liverpool two in the Champions League season before that. So. You may have a little bit of so That just undoes everything well. you've said. By no, no, because... <laughs> is that yeah, an away yeah, team win, though? Is that, that an away team, team, team win? win? But that's from the season before. <laughs> and okay, it's right. an AC Milan defeat. So that would be... It's a second AC Milan defeat. That's okay, all right. All right. So, I can see what you're doing. You're moving you the chest. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So that was uh, our little review of the referee team there. So, so Decker, we've got... We mentioned it earlier on. You know, the lads are running through brick walls and running on fumes at the minute. And... We're desperate for some players to come back. And was a little glimmer of hope there on Sunday against Spurs when Callum Wilson and Sean Longstaff came off the bench at the back end of the game. Um, Callum Wilson did quite well when he came on. He got through that absolute horror challenge um, from Christian Romero, which really should have been a red card. And I don't know why it wasn't. But uh, he also set up the goal for Joe Linton at the end there as well. So it was really good to see him back on the pitch. And obviously, Sean Longstaff comes and just adds a bit of legs to that midfield as well. So, we're, obviously, we're doing this before Eddie does his presser before the game. 
do you think or do you hope that there's some more bodies he can say are coming back for the game on Wednesday? Well, obviously, of course, I, I want more bodies. Um, there's some rumours again I've been reading about Barnes, but that'll be maybe mm. for the Fulham game, maybe a couple of days too early. I think um, with Wilson, I just can't see him starting at all, um, given the fact that he's been out for, for as long as he has and then played a little bit on Sunday. But I do think we'll miss that physical presence up front a lot. And this is no this is no knock on Isak. I think he's a tremendous footballer. But I just think that sort of aggression and, I don't know, that being able to hold the ball up and just be more aggressive up front. I think when Wilson comes on, you're seeing that like straight away. He's just more niggly. He's more, he's more arsey than what Isak is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. But I have a, I have a feeling we'll probably see the same team again. I, I just can't really see where there'll be a change. I don't mean that over the full 90 minutes. I think definitely there'll be more players see minutes this time, whereas we've played a lot of the games recently where it's the same 11 have seen the full 90, 90 plus and 98 minutes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I do think that we'll see some some uh, changes in the game. I think starting it, I think we might see the same again, but I think what Andy referenced about home sort of home advantage and we are a different beast at home, you just look at our home, home record compared to the way this season it speaks volumes, really. Um. And the guys will be hurting like off the last two games and they'll want to impress and they'll want to come out and show that it's just a blip. Do you know what I mean? It's just hasn't been going for them. So I think we will come out the traps massively. I think getting a goal early, I think would be huge. Like I, re- I feel like that because yeah. I think they'll put so much into early in the game. If it's nil-nil still, then we could we could maybe struggle. But the, the one positive I think to take from everything is that even if we are struggling, we will have options off the bench. For example, you mentioned Wilson, Longstaff, etc. I also, I want to mention Longstaff, I do feel though in the past when he has been injured, it does take him a while to get back to form. And that's fine, like it happens, right? Um, I don't really personally feel that he'll make a difference immediately. Um, I think it'll be a few games before he gets up and running, but I think, um, I don't know. I I think we'll have enough. I think we'll have enough. I'm going to be, I'm trying to be optimistic because you said (laughs) we're negative. So I think we'll have enough, I do. Judging by these 24 yellow cards you mentioned, I think get Joe Linton on a yellow card, that'll happen. Um, and we'll win. I think. I think we'll just have enough. I think we'll we'll win. Yeah. Very good, Dan. How do you, how do you think it's going to play out? I th- I'm confident. I'm confident. Uh, especially with their injuries as well. Teo Hernandez is playing centre back, so that sort of me. Florenzi's playing left back, so he's the right back. Uh, we saw for anyone that just isn't familiar with these names, well, probably familiar with Teo Hernandez. But for the home game, AC Milan at home, uh, Calabria started a right back and then a half time Florenzi came on for him. So I've seen them both. Calabria start a right back again. Florenzi's going to be left back. So Florenzi isn't really much of a left back. He's all right foot. Still good with set pieces, though. Until has played centre back before in the past, but it's not really his position. So there's there's some optimism about that. Obviously, Andy's drenched a little bit of the the hope of saying that Leo was back. It's all your fault. He wasn't back until you said it. Um, <laughs> which is an issue, but hopefully he's not fully fit. We saw Mbappe get rushed back for the game against us, and he wasn't on it, and people were saying, oh, he's rubbish. Him. He, he that was him not on it. <laughs> he was <laughs> absolutely unreal. <laughs> no, no, on the... Um, it's in James' oh, the, oh, I was going to say. No, 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 no. It's in James' part. Like, he's not on it. He's not done anything. It's like he, he just true. came back from injury. But in, as Decker's just alluded to, some players do take a little while, so let's keep our fingers crossed that I was one of those players. Yeah. But with yeah. not only 
do they not have Chow at centre back, who was magnificent for them in Milan? They're not going to have Simon Chair, who's their captain at centre back either. Uh, Teo Hernandez being centre back not only means that I think a player like Callum Wilson could get some joy because of his his thirty odd years of striker. Well, not maybe not thirty odd. He wasn't playing at two, but twenty yeah. odd years of experience being a a quality striker. I just don't think a fullback will be enough, despite how quick and strong Teo is. Uh, but also, he's not going to be able to get forward as much. That's a massive, massive dent in their attack in Arsenal. So, there's cause for a bit of optimism. They do have a player called Benesser that's just back from injury. He came on against Atalanta. He's a very good player. They, they sort of put him into hold midfield for quite a while. Decided to play him where he's meant to play as a 10. And he's a bit like a James Madison in that league. Just unpicks locks, can score from distance. It's a generally really good player. It's annoying that he's back. So we could see him off the bench. Um, and it's his first. Sorry, it's his first. Is he Ishmael Benesser? I, I believe so. Because so. that that article I read before, they said he wasn't on the UEFA squad, which could be completely wrong. Ooh. But oh, that is so getting because so he was I, meant to be out for like. I didn't write that, so I don't know if that's true. But... <laughs> That's what it said. Oh, Find out, Andy. Find out if Ben says you right. yeah. <laughs> Find out. Because he's a, honestly, he's, in my opinion, with Liao and Teo Hernandez, their best player. Sort of them, them three. Chiao's a great player. I think Giroud's underrated. Um, as far as we're concerned, though, I actually don't want us to get an early goal. I know that sounds, a, I'll celebrate nonetheless. And Bloody rip my dad's head off and all sorts celebrating when I'm stuck next to him. But I don't think we're a great team at defending deep. I think attack is the best form of defence for us. And while we're hunting for a goal, I think that's what we want. We don't want to sit back for any period of time. And I am concerned that if we do get a goal too early, that's not only going to encourage us to sit, but Milan have got nothing left. They have to win. They have to win that game. A draw isn't enough, obviously. So it 1-0 down, that might just take the reins off, like loosen the shackles, and then they could come at us. So I'm not sure. It's not on the UEFA website. It's not on the UEFA website? No, he's He's, not on the squad. He's not. The UEFA website, yeah. Magic. Oh, that's perfect. I didn't realise. That's absolutely brilliant. (laughs) Because obviously, I just assumed he was because he's so good, but... Before the Champions League started, he picked up an injury. Mm-hmm. He's back a lot earlier than they expected. They were saying like mm-hmm. six months to eight know. months out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it's probably why. What you're saying about the left back, obviously the right back playing left back. Yeah. I just think with Miggy, Miggy constantly coming inside. Yeah. Basically, he's going to be going at his stronger side. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Yeah. So that'll yeah. be an interesting battle. That if that's the case. Yeah. The thing is with Florenzi, he, he is a he's a canny defender, but he's dangerous going forward, and he's just. It's a bit like us having Trippier on the left. Like you're still a good right. fullback, but you cut out a lot of the danger that Trippier can offer. So it's probably a good thing. And Calabria's a really good defender, but he's not great going forward. So for me, it would make a lot more sense to swap them too. But who am I to question the AC Milan manager that every Milan fan <laughs> wants to be sacked? Because they're all definitely <laughs> they've been sacked for like two years. Uh but yeah, like I am confident. I think that. With the players coming back, I think Wilson off the bench is a really good asset for us. He's just such a good player. And the crowd need to be electric. We can't have what we were like at Dortmund. It's just an absolute fact. Mm. If it is, we've got no chance. 
we need to we need that Paris Saint Germain atmosphere. This could be this could be the last Champions League game we play in for a very long time. Who knows what it could be? So we'll have to we'll have to go in like it's our last and give absolutely everything as a fan base as well. But I think if we do that, I, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right, and we've got to remember that I think we're all going, aren't we, tomorrow? Um, we've got to remember to take our scarves and everybody watching, if you're going, remember to take your scarves because more flags have asked for the, the scarves to come back in tomorrow. So, uh, I, see I don't have a scarf. Oh, no. Pick one up outside. you get one from outside for sure. Not a half there's another one at the back page. I, know, I don't normally like half and half scarves, like, but there's a one looks lost in it today in the shop window. It's Milan and Newcastle and it actually does oh. look very nice. I'm not normally yeah. a fan of half and half. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, grab hold of a scarf and bring it with you tomorrow because we need it to, to raise the atmosphere. I think we mentioned it before, Andy. I think that the home crowd tomorrow is going to be absolutely pivotal in, in pushing the lads over the line and to get the result that we need. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's uh, we said this in the preview before Everton, I think, about how we've got the biggest point differential for home and away in the Premier League. It's just mad. And last season, we were so consistent both ways. But um, and it's hard to say whether it's how sort of willing just to take the hit on the away games and just put everything into the home games with the squad we've got. But if he's doing that, then this game is the perfect chance to go back out there in front of the fans and show what we're really about. Because it's it's been, I think I said this in our chat yesterday, it's just been quite sad watching the team the last two games because they've given us so much joy in such a short space of time and they've completely revolutionised what we think of our team. Um, and to see them sort of limping limping along and losing to, well, one poor team and one good team um, in the way we have, it's, it has been sad. But, um, yeah, we need a good atmosphere. We need to be cheering them on as soon as they come out for the warm-up, let them know we're behind them. I did see the away end at Spurs. They were still uh, jumping around and cheering even after we'd been beat. And I think they probably needed that because um, <laughs> it's probably quite easy as a player to go down a bit of a black hole when you've had a couple of bad results and think the world's mm-hmm. against you. So it would have been nice for them to see that we're all behind them. But yeah, we yeah. need that siege mentality. St. James's Park is our fortress. And um, yeah, we've got to show the world on the on the world stage that that's still the case now. Brilliant. It's funny so, though, uh, to reference yeah, you said how, how, yeah. how, sorry, man, how quickly that sort of good feeling goes, isn't it? Like you had mm-hmm. them three games mm-hmm. in a row where... I feel will beat PSG in my opinion. So that's three wins in a row against three big teams, right? Like, do you know what I mean? And you've had two defeats, and it feels so much worse than two defeats. It feels like that. It well, look at Man City. They've just they've just won a treble, and then they've had a couple of bad results. And Pep's yeah. then getting asked about the state of his team, and it's like it's the best <laughs> team we've ever seen. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Absolutely right. It's so it's so tough, isn't it? It's so. Mentally so, strange, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, it's not like football fans to be reactionary, is it? <laughs> true. Yeah, true. <laughs> So before we get into our actual score predictions, I think we can just sort of really briefly go over a p- predicted start and eleven. I think I'm with you, Decker. I think it will be unchanged um, from from the top Agreed. of the game. I assume you guys on on the other side of the screen they agree. To be a bit different, I think Lewis Miley will come out and Sean Longstaff will start. Right. Yeah. I, I mean that's a, definitely a reasonable change that he could make. Um, like Decker said, I think I agree with him that he does seem to take a little bit of time than normal to come back but you know it's a lot to ask of a 70 year old kid to play yeah. those, those all those minutes in such quick succession and expect him to still be able to go it's extra um, threat down the right hand side as well isn't it yeah Longstaff's he, he, long yeah. just got a, a bit more experience of getting into his positions and he can mm-hmm. he can and be also, a bit more of an attacking threat as much as I don't think this is going to happen in the slightest I'd like to see Paolo Di Maldini get a start for us <laughs> yeah. because I thought he was absolutely magic against Man City and Man United 
Man City, even that cup team is a better team than what AC Milan have got. Um, but I just think our defenders have looked, even as centre-backs have looked really, really, really leggy. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I, I, me personally, I'd like to see him play in that game. And as a Geordie lad, they play in the Champions League or start the Champions League and one of the biggest nights in our history, certainly in our modern history. I just think that'd be a lovely touch. It's not going to happen in a million years. I, I just, it's just something that, that I'd like. To I think the cells, the cells looks like he's been carrying something. Yeah, even into yeah, the Tottenham is. game, and yeah. they had a, another knock against the boards, and I don't think he ever recovered from that either. So yeah, that one. I mean, we haven't got time to discuss it on this one right now, but we're. I think it's another topic. I think we'll we'll drop it in here, and you'll have hopefully already heard the lads talking about it on uh, Monday's Always Smiling Faces podcast. But uh, Fabian shares knees. <laughs> that's that's the interesting thing because they're always pouring the blood these days. So <laughs> that might be something the lads might discuss and keep an eye out for it when when you're watching or listening to that. Um, so we'll come on to score predictions for this one. And Decker is the guest, I suppose, on these match previews. I'm going to come to you first. Three-one Newcastle. How are the lads? Top man. Now I've came on ready? really worried. What a switch <laughs> that was! <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-five minutes and fourteen seconds from a possible one-nil defeat or a three-one win. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go three-one. We're going to blow them away and just hope we'll have a better look in the other game, which we'll get with through. Have you got any yeah. anything in mind for the goal scorers? Uh, uh, Gordon, uh, Almiron, and Wilson off the bench. Top man. Right. I need to put a bet on now, because if that happens, bad. <laughs> a bit more fun, though. Also got to predict the Dortmund v Paris Saint-Germain game. Ooh. 1-1. 1-1. 1-1. Right. 1-1. And then I'll see you in the last 16, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what do you reckon? I think it's going to be 2 1 tune. Uh, I also agree. Gordon and Wilson off the bench. Uh, and in terms of the other game, I think Dortmund will win that 2 1. See you in the round of 16, boys. <laughs> Andy? Yeah, same, I think. Although, good luck trying to find out the score in St. James's Park. Have Someone have to like set a flare off in the distance or something. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, just to be different, I'll say we're due a clean sheet, even though there's no logical reason to think we're going to keep a clean sheet at all. Let's just say we'll keep a clean sheet. Um, uh, yeah, deck has gone in the dark again. <laughs> Wave your arms around like a madman. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 2-0. Two, two um, similar sort of game where maybe maybe M Dubs will have the game of his life. We obviously don't have Pope to keep out those ridiculous chances like the PSG. Yeah. Similar, I think just at home we're a different beast. Like like Decker mm. said, if we start strong and we get that early goal, it's going to give them such a lift just physically and mentally. Uh, and then I think we should hopefully just be able to control it. And um, we said in all the Champions League previews that these games are all about big moments, and I just fancy us to make the most of them this time around because a couple of the Champions League games and obviously recent uh, league games as well, we just fluffed our lines a little bit, but we're going to be on it 100%. And we'll all be saying how mint we are again. And then I'll see you yeah. in the last 16 , boys. What, what, what about, <laughs> ah, you're saying this, but you haven't given a Dortmund PSG prediction. Uh, 4 0 Dortmund, just so we can all breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be dealing with the stress. <laughs> right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I have been thinking about this long and hard actually, and I'm, 
I didn't want to go negative this time. I'm not I'm not going for another one one draw because it's not enough. So I'm gonna say it's all the last sixteen and go two one to Newcastle. Uh, I really fancy Kieran Trippier at the final to get that free kick goal that he's been missing for a while. Um mm. and maybe he needed, he needed, be nice for him, wouldn't it? Because he needs it a tough week. A tough week. Oh, and, and Anthony Gordon. And if I mean if Fabian Shea wants to make it three one within that screamer, then by all means Fabian crack on so. Um <laughs> and I think over in Dortmund I think it could be 2-1 to Dortmund, right? Uh, uh, just PSG's away form just doesn't bode very well for them, does it? And, you know, it, it wouldn't take much for the for that Dortmund yellow wall to keep them quiet, I don't think. And I'll see you all that. We'll all see everybody. We'll see each other and everybody else in the last 16. I think that's it. That, before, that is a massive positive, though. You think not so long ago, right? If we did a, a podcast like this, the four of it, right? Yeah. And all four were predicting to beat Milan. Like, do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, it's just memory, isn't it, really? So, we've got, to, we've think, got to be grateful for where we are. I've, I've mentioned it before already, and we've talked about it a lot on on this one. And that home crowd's going to be so pivotal tomorrow and on Wednesday again. I've said, I've said the third or fourth time I've said that as well. So, that home crowd's going to be absolutely monumental for us on. When we play, and I think it's going to be the right, it's going to be the right amount to see us over the line as well. I think you know the place will be bouncing. I think, I think for once, we need to put that effort in to silence those Milan fans because those old reds are going to be there. Um, I don't know how they're going to march them through the city centre from wherever they're meeting up because you can't take them through the middle of the Christmas market around the monument. So <laughs> hopefully they'll be knee bother. Um, I don't want to see any bother. Come on, pe- come on, people, be sensible. Just let them have a walk through and see. Aye, don't, want any, don't want any trouble. Don't want any trouble. I um I walked to the San Siro with a lot of Milan fans, and they were all really nice to me. I know there was mm. that attack, but they yeah. were obviously some absolute nut job people. I don't think they're proper football yeah. fans. They're just yeah. people looking to cause cause injury mm. to other people. Yeah. The, all the actual Milan fans couldn't have been any more friendly. Helped us out, so return the favor. Be nice to them. I think they probably will be bringing a drum, won't they? If anything, lead them through the Christmas markets. Let the let the Christmas markets make a ton of money. <laughs> well, selling yeah. t- 20 quid breakfasts. <laughs> <laughs> right then. So that's it, everybody. You've heard us all. We're all going to see you in the last 16. And from me, Daryl, and from the rest of the lads, we're going to see you on the next one. And we'll look forward to seeing you very soon. Ta-ra. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.